Hey, you land lovers, it's... What, what is the show called? Oh, yeah, Hit Rewind. Arr. We're hitting this high seas. No, we're not doing pirate movies. We are doing the one franchise uh, from the old days that I we for, basically forgot to do. Because we did Rocky, we did Magnificent Seven, we did Bad News Bears. I, I'm pretty sure we did Bad News Bears. Uh, we did Planet of the Apes. And those are kind of like when the franchises were really like our era. I don't want to go all the way back to like The Thin Man and stuff like that. Um... But there is one franchise we missed, and it was Jaws. And right now we're between seasons, so we're kind of doing shorter episodes. And we'll be back to 1994 soon enough in January uh, when Jacob, on the other side, um, isn't so overly overwhelmed with work, you know, because you work retailish kind of warehousey things. Hi, lad. <laughs> but I've laid off. But I've laid off the rum, except last night. Yeah, it was Saturday night. It was a good occasion. Rum is way too strong for me. I can have rum balls, but I even had a rum cake once, and I was like, "Man, this fucking burns." But it's such a good burn, isn't it? <laughs> I get used to it right now. I'm hurting. Not um, like Stormfront, freaking Homelander kind of burn, which is just sadistic and fucking yeah. crazy. Uh, <laughs> if I haven't said, I'm, I'm Michael. That's Jacob, and we are now going to start our discussion that we should have done years ago. Remember, we used to do these franchise frenzy kind of things where we we try to go through all the, the classic franchises. Yes, and again, uh, I think we never went with Jaws, especially the first one being by Spielberg, who is, like, my favorite director. I think it's because we started the show, I don't know, in a weird way. Like, we started in 1980, so... Um, I think the only one that we did really before that that didn't expand... I don't know. It did Whatever it is, we missed it. Because Magnificent Seven, that's right, that's the 60s and early 70s, so I don't know why we did that one didn't think of Jaws. But... Um, Obviously, nothing we're going to say about any of these movies really is that original. Like, no one's ever thought of it before. But I just think it's fun to go back with the whole franchise. And I forgot how much tension is really slowly built in the first Jaws. And I still say, I know the shark is fake. I know it's the fucking, you know, water park in Universal Studios. It's still scary as shit. It's the dead eyes. It's the dead eyes. Oh, God, yes, I know. Honestly, yeah. Spielberg and the anim- uh, whatever puppetry, animatronic uh, that they created for the first movie, oh, man. They did make it seem so real. Yeah. Well, and I think I think the thing that helped the movie is the fact that um, they couldn't get it to work right, so they had to keep it, you know, kind of out of the camera's eye line, you know, and just kind of barely show it. And, and it worked in its favor instead of giving you the shark way too much. Right. That, and again, just the effect that Jaws had on the townspeople itself, too. You know, again, everyone was, like, very ignorant when it came to, you know, shark attacks and stuff like that, because they never, ever actually happened. Of course, this being a movie, yeah, no, it was intentional. Jaws wanted to eat people. Much, 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 much. <laughs> yes, exactly. He had a very hot, he had a very specific diet. It, it, I think it was all the salt in our blood. That <laughs> all the sodium. Mm, this way, potato it, chips. High, <laughs> high protein sodium diet. That's what it needed. <laughs> but man, again, uh, just uh, why am I blanking on the main actor's name? Roy Scheider. Yep. I got it right. Yeah, no, but Roy Scheider though, again, took this very seriously. I'm gonna, especially when Richard Dreyfuss came along. Because, you know, he was the uh, expert. He was a marine biologist. He was talking about it. It's like, but, again, they even said, like, yeah, this great white shark is unusual. This is 
different from what we, uh, whatever, whatever's been encountered. So yeah, like it's a phenomenon. It's different. Not megalodon, but still very terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> what you think is funny is that for years the only shark movies we had that were like, I don't want to say studio level, but yeah, I mean basically that was it. it was just the Jaws movies. There were. There were some Italian knockoffs. In fact, in 1980, let's say it was two or 83, there was an Italian film that an American company picked up called Great White, and it made a bunch of money the first two weeks until Universal Studios found out about it, saw it, and it's almost the same exact plot. Even the characters are almost exactly the same, and they shut the movie down, and it got pulled from oh. theaters and got banned in America. You can find it now on YouTube because someone found an old VHS tape of it from like uh, England or something. Oh wow, well, it's pretty much like Nosferatu for Jaws. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but if you ever interested, it is campy and it's pretty gory and decent effects. But uh, yeah, they saw what was happening. It was like, "Fuck you! You're not stealing our sunshine." <laughs> exactly. Yeah, right. and this. And then of course. Go ahead. Uh, uh, yeah, no, Robert Shaw, though, being the boat captain, taking him out, you know, to hunt down Jaws. Again, uh, it seems like this guy, of course, again, being a boat captain, experienced, but he knew it was, he knew he was in, what he was in for. Yeah, well, it's, it's also, he's kind of like his Captain Ahab. He's a little fucking nuts. And the shit that he does... Uh, is illogical and puts him in danger and he doesn't give a fuck and now normally I'd be like oh well if you want to die fighting this shark that's on you but you have two innocent people who are trying to you know save lives or whatever being caught up in your insane shit no <laughs> you're an asshole pretty much yeah yeah, I mean, and, uh, yeah no, he ended up going out he ended up going out fighting the shark got bit in half and eat the shit but yeah yeah and I, and I look at who was uh, offered um or, or was looked at before everybody got cast so before um, uh, Roy Scheider it was Charlton Heston which makes sense because Charlton Heston this was kind of like his bread and butter these kind of edgy sci-fi you know almost sci-fi thriller horror kind of stuff um, but uh, uh, Spielberg didn't wasn't really interested because he thought his screen persona would like overwhelm the character um, he offered it to Robert Duvall, but he was only interested in playing Quint. But um, he, uh, 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 oh shit, what was the name? Robert Shaw was already cast, so that was out of question. And then, of course, oh gosh, Murray Hamilton wasn't he the mayor? Yes, the stupid mayor in Part Two, who's like, "This isn't gonna happen again, you fucking asshole!" <laughs> oh, and behold, it did. Yeah, no, so. Uh, yeah, moving on to part two, yeah. This is definitely the after effects. Um, again, Roy Scheider's got PTSD. He can't help but think about it. Yeah, you know, I thank goodness they, they added that into it. Because if they didn't, I, I wouldn't believe it. Because he would be like, I'm gung-ho, I'm going to go hunt down this shark. He's like, I ain't getting that fucking water. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. No, he's overly cautious now. Like, he, even after, like, killing, even after blowing that shark's head off with the freaking gas tank in the first movie. Yeah, no. He just cannot, but still, he can't stop worrying about it, and, yeah, his paranoia ended up being right. Yeah, and it, I, think, out there. I think the one thing that hurts and helps this movie is, look, if we had to sit around and wait for the shark forever, I think people, the audience would have got very impatient, because we already know what the shark looks like. It's no longer a mystery, because you remember when it first comes out of the water, 
um, as Sheriff Brody when he's putting the chum in there, it's fucking terrifying. It's like, holy shit, I, we never really got a good look at it before, but this time, people don't want to wait around. They want the shark, and I almost feel like there's too much shark now. Yeah, just a little bit. something I did want to say that I did throw me off. Oh yeah, the death of the orca. I'm like, that is complete bullshit. I call bullshit on that. That's the only little thing I can nitpick about it because orcas, because the great white sharks, oh, they fuck with them. We're yeah. Them. Um, speaking oh. speaking of orca, um, you know, the first Jaws was like the first blockbuster. Now, were there massively successful movies before that? Yes. Like Towering Inferno, the Poseidon Adventure, Planet of the Apes, you know, stuff like that that was racking up in the 60 to 80 million. But I believe, if I'm correct, on first release, Jaws is the first movie to ever break 100 million at the box office. There was a couple others later that would break 100 million, but it was upon like re releases, like Godfather. I think it, it, was, it wasn't until like the third re release of Godfather that it got to that much. So. Oh, yeah. So because of all of that money, and at the time people thought it was a disaster because Jaws was originally supposed to be, I think, $7 million, but ended up costing 12 which sounds like nothing now. But back then it was like, oh, this is fucked. This is going to be a complete and utter disaster. But look at the profit ratio on Jaws, and you can see all the other companies were looking for their same thing. So you, you didn't have Jaws shark movies, but you had kind of the same concept where there was a hunter or, or a sheriff or whatever that was going after a creature that... It, nature Gone Amok was basically the, the genre. Have you ever seen those kind of movies in the 70s? Uh, I, not in the 70s, but I would see the movies that would follow after. I remember there was uh, one with uh, C. Thomas Howell. He was a sheriff, and they were uh, trying to fight off these killer bees. Weird. <laughs> but did that okay <laughs> yeah it's like the perfect mixture of disaster movie and horror film because uh after this you would have orca with richard harris where he was you know fighting a giant killer whale there was tentacles with john houston and uh bo hopkins where they were fighting a giant octopus um white buffalo with charles bronson where he fights this mythological giant white buffalo and he's william hipcock um, and it's fucking dope. The movie's really cool, but you can see the wheels on the buffalo as they're <laughs> shooting it. They're shoving it. <laughs> that's, that's the one part that hinders it. Um, there was the infamous Piranha by Joe Dante, who was kind of spoofing Jaws. Yeah. I think oh, that's God, it of the that big ones. It. Yeah. Oh, Grizzly. No, Grizzly was the one that was a massive success. I could I can't remember who's in that one. Uh, Christopher Jewell. Was Armando Santi in that one? Uh, that is, it does have a grizzly bear in it. That is called Prodigy. Oh, okay. I think it's called Prodigy. It's where the toxic waste, uh, infects the bear, whatever, and other animals, and it goes crazy and starts killing people. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Um, there, oh yeah, there's Nightwing with the bats that were rabid. Oh, gosh. Uh, Night of the Lupus <laughs> by Crazed Rabbits. I shit you not, giant rabbits <laughs> that would kill people. <laughs> So like Monty Python times ten. Yes, it was ridiculous. And every time that they would shoot the rabbits to make them look big, they put them in slow mo on, on on tiny little sets. Fucking <laughs> stupid. But yeah, Jaws. Jaws is the goat. So yeah, of course they're gonna have a sequel. And somewhere in there, from what I read, they had Roy Scheider lock, stock, and barrel for any sequels they wanted to. And he oh, was. Wow. He was miserable shooting the first one. It made him so seasick. And uh, so that's why, if you notice, 
if you notice in this second one, you really don't see him on the water. I'm not even 100% certain you ever actually see him in the ocean because they could have just had him on like a little pond or whatever. Because, uh, you know, the end when... Um, he's Yeah, he's banging on the uh, pipes to get it towards the electrical wire. Yeah, they really don't show a long shot of him out on the ocean. No, and, and, it, and I, it, but it does make a lot of sense for his character as he, as he mentioned, the PTSD. Yeah. I think the only time oh, you man. really see him on the water, and they could have tricked that too, was when he, I think he's upside down, he's on that pipe, climbing down from one ship to the other, or, or, or you know what I mean, so he's to hit the wire? Right, yeah. yeah. I think right. it's just for that brief moment, like, the only day he filmed uh, at water. He's yeah. Like, okay, that's it, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I really like those kids, um, that it's more their journey this time around, which is smart, I think they probably should have moved off Sheriff Brody, which they do with the sequels. Um... I, I mean, I just watching that. I mean, it's a little bit like a slasher film too. A little bit like you know, like a Jason movie. The shark is just picking them off one by one. Oh yeah, no, it was a trip. Oh, I know, and I did feel sorry for that girl and her boyfriend. Oh wait, was that part four? I don't remember now. Oh, <laughs> My shoulders pop back. Please. Oh yeah. Well, 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 let's get. Well, uh, wait, we get. Uh, well, well, part three. It was very because it took place in uh, what Discovery Bay. Uh, Waterworld? That or SeaWorld or something like that down in Florida. Now, the timeline on this is really wonky because the first movie is in 75, the third movie is in 1983, and those kids are clearly not old enough to become Dennis Quaid and I can't remember the other guy's name, um, who, at bare minimum, are what, 22 and 18? Bare minimum. But he's like a research facility operator kind of guy, so you think he's probably in his late 20s. So I don't know what happened. Are, they, are we shooting forward in time, like to the 1990s? Yeah, no, it definitely shot it. Oh gosh, I definitely um looked into like yeah, Mike Brody uh, was Dennis Quaid. Right. <laughs> but the way this movie goes downhill, you can tell it's kind of kind of a grindhouse uh, exploitation film, somewhat. Like quality went down a bit. Well, here's the thing. Is it because of the picture quality? I want to say not the picture quality, but just the way the movie sets itself up. Okay. Um, did you happen to notice like the framing and how blurry some of the shots were? Like stuff that was really in the middle of the screen was so focused. And, and, and then the stuff in the background, even like just a little bit in the background would be completely blurry. Did you notice that at all? A little bit, yeah. It was originally shot in 3D, and that's why it looks like that. Back then, 3D had to be completely different because they didn't have the same technology that we have had for like the last 15 years, or the same uh, uh, glasses that they would use. And so they would have to film it in that extremes. You know, there's no in betweens. It's just what extreme focus and extreme backgrounds. And I just love how all this stuff would keep coming at the screen. That's what it was back then. They, I mean, now they have it so layered that you don't need to shove things in your fucking face in order to make it look 3D. Right. Oh, God, no. Oh, dude, three, some... Oh, God, 3D movies now are still fucking great. Are there still 3D movies? When's the last time you saw one? I can't remember. I feel like Endgame's the last time I saw anything promoted in 3D. Um, I think the last one I did see in 3D... Let's see. There was Desolation of Small... No, not uh, Five Armies. Uh, I think it was uh, Star Wars uh, Force Awakens. Okay, so that's a long-ass time ago. Yeah, I feel like the 3D, yeah. 
3D still exists, I guess. I mean, I really don't see showtimes. Well, I also live in a town with one fucking theater. Um, right. But, but uh, that, that used to be the thing. It's like every other movie was 3D for a while. Now, there was a small craze because... Sorry, I'm going to go into a history lesson. Is that okay? Yeah, go ahead. There was this cheapo knockoff Italian film called Coming At Ya. It was a Western, and it had 3D, and there were, it was supposed to be just like a throwaway at the drive-ins. And somehow, this million-dollar movie, where almost all the budget went into the 3D, ended up making like $28, $30 million. And all of a sudden, everybody's like, what the fuck? 3D's popular again! And we had 3D showings on TV of King Kong and that Elvira hosted. We had Jason Part 3D, uh, Amityville 3D, Jaws 3D, and then there's a whole bunch of lower-budget knockoffs that were in 3D. And... Jaws, Jason, and uh, that first movie, Coming At You, were the only ones that were successful, and it died off by 1985. Yeah, no, it has to be a specific movie for 3D effects. I mean, Wakanda Forever has uh, some 3D screenings. Oh, does it? Okay. But, um, well, it's also, they forgot about the quality. Look, I like Jason 3D, but i feel like it was <laughs> the disco score and <laughs> the stuff flying at your face <laughs> it just it doesn't mean it's a good movie you have to give us something that we want to keep showing up for not just some flimsy event and that's what they did with um the revival that we had a few years ago or well i guess it wasn't a few years ago it was 80 what year was the 3d revival 2008 with uh journey to the center of the earth i think is the first time we really like oh it's back and it's making lots of money yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's def- it was definitely like a big budget, like sci-fi, um, uh, fantasy uh, adventure film, something with heavy uh, special yeah. effects. Yeah, but then Avatar just kicked the fucking doors open, and then everybody said we got to do 3D. They were doing like retro 3D. Remember, like a movie would be done, and then they're like, "Oh, we got to hold off and take it back to the lab and redo this." <laughs> <laughs> fucking much. Clash of the Titans. Oh, they had like 60 days to put it in 3D. That's horrifying. Oh, and then George Lucas re-released Phantom Menace in 3D. Yeah, I I always shocked that Phantom was the only one that he... I mean, it wasn't that unsuccessful. I'm just kind of surprised he didn't do it with the other two, but whatever. I know. Uh, Plus, it was also like the Blu-ray edition. uh, It was remastered where Yoda was no longer a puppet. It was fully 3D. Yeah. uh, Computer-generated image. But... But, uh, uh, you can almost see the wear and tear now on the the Jaws. I'm pretty sure yeah. they weren't. I'm pretty sure they weren't remaking it. They were just like, "Well, it's still a storage. Let's go clean it up." <laughs> right. <laughs> but man, uh, again, yeah. Uh, Luke Gossett Jr. though, like, really took his uh character took things seriously when things were getting down. Even though he was like, you know, big businessman, uh, you know, always caring about the profit, trying to get the show going. But like when it came down, when it came down to it, he put his foot down and actually stood up and did something right. Yeah. Well, and I think the big part of this is Luke Gossett also was not going to phone it in no matter what because he had just got the Oscar for Officer and a Gentleman, and this was his big, almost leading role. He's got to share the screen with Dennis Quaid. But I mean, I think I think what you got to do with a lot of these movies and what the problem with Part Four is, you got to get actors who are hungry. And Bess Armstrong. Dennis Quaid, Lou Gossett Jr. were there to prove themselves, so they give a fucking great performance. Whereas I feel like in part four, Michael Caine's like, how much? Okay. <laughs> Whatever. 
I, I don't sound like Michael Caine. I, I sound like Reese Darby from uh, Our Flag Means a Death. <laughs> Yes, I don't know. I four is the weakest for me, but three, I can see where you're coming from, especially when there is a lot of illogic and there's a lot of uh, uh, horror movie tropes now at this point. Like you know what you're gonna see, and four does change it up quite a bit. Um, I don't know. I just I, I still think it's a fun ride. This the third one's the first one I ever saw. I got to watch it on TV one morning. Right. Oh god, and then Leah Thompson being in it too. I'm like, oh shit. Chomp, chomp, chomp. Sorry, Leo. <laughs> Gotta love her. <laughs> but then, oh, God, part four, though, yeah. Oh, I think it was just, it honestly, it almost felt like a canon film, I think. Oh, you are not fucking kidding right there. That is exactly what I was thinking. This feels like when uh, Canon Pictures bought the rights to Superman. Exactly. Oh, my God, that was the comparison. Yeah. It's just like, well, we got a known quantity. What are we going to do about it? I don't fucking care. Just throw your name at a big actor and we'll just throw it, you know, just barf it out there. I didn't realize this, that uh, the writer of part three was Richard Matheson, um, who is well known for doing I Am Legend and tons and tons of great uh, old school TV like, you know, Twilight Zone and stuff like that. Whoa. Very nice. Mm. Lorraine Gray did come back for this, though, as their mom. Of course, it really follows the Brody family entirely. I mean, just the concept of a, a shark getting revenge, it's like, how and why? The, the, the one that would get revenge is dead. Yeah. Well, yeah, at this point, with part three, okay, so I forgot to mention this earlier. So Roy Scheider was offered part three, and he decided, since he was contractually locked in to continue doing the sequels, and he was miserable as hell. That he would always take a movie just as they were getting ready to do production. He'd be like, well, can't do it. Too busy. <laughs> he did this all the time. <laughs> so oh, instead God, of Jaws kidding. 3, he was like, he did Blue Thunder and uh, uh, a Disney movie, a, a Disney TV movie. He rather, uh, he was a big star at this point, do a TV movie <laughs> for Disney than show up in Jaws 3. <laughs> and did you know... Did you know that National Lampoon was hired to uh, produce Jaws 3D because uh, Universal was convinced at that point that there was nothing else they could squeeze out of it, so they were going to turn to a parody. So John Hughes wrote Jaws 3 People Zero. Really? Wait, what? Say that, Say that title one more time. <laughs> Jaws 3 People Zero, as in they've lost three times against Jaws. <laughs> And it was going to say Nash Lampoon's Jaws 3D, directed by Joe Dante. <laughs> I mean, Joe Dante could direct a Jaws film. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, but... or, yeah, he could have done the original Jaws, too. I think he's a master, and he's highly underrated. But um, he, the minute he got there and started doing pre-production, Universal started getting nervous about the whole concept, and then they just pulled it, the, the rug out from under him. And he's like, what the fuck, guys? I turned down other movies to do this. And so he went and did, uh, Spielberg did him a favor by uh, hiring him to do Gremlins. Wow. Yep. Well, that was a good change. Yeah. Ugh. But yeah, part four, oh God, seriously. And yeah, this is a what the hell kind of concept. This Jaws, this, this particular shark, 
these personally for no reason. I'm like, well, no, this couldn't be the one from before. The other ones are dead. This would be a zombie shark if that be the case. Yeah, or he's like, I was the baby when you killed my mama. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, no, seriously. <laughs> Can you imagine that shark, like, trying to... How did he... First off, they're way, way far away. What the fuck? How is he able to track them? You can't smell them underwater. It's not like they had a GPS tracker on them. Can you imagine just seeing that shark like uh, in the ocean looking at a water map going, uh, do I take it? Hey, you, octopus, left turn, left turn. Okay, no, no, no. Not that, hey, yes, this one. Okay, okay, let me eat you first. <laughs> I need a snack for my long journey. It's fucking stupid. Oh, God, yes, I know. Oh, no, and then there's this little uh, behind-the-scenes uh, fact. Uh, <laughs> what happened with, um, you know, Michael Caine, like his... Boats crashed and destroyed in the ocean, but he climbs aboard Brody's boat. His clothes are dry, and that's because he explained Michael Caine. He explained that they had to wait so long for the camera to turn over that his shirt and pants dried. <laughs> well, and I think it's funny is Mario Van Peebles is in this playing a high end, like oh my god, that's a Jamaican accent cliche kind of thing going. Um, and he's, but it turns out he was very, very likable, and the test audiences fucking hated that he died. They were very upset. He clearly gets eaten in half. And they're like, well, how do we unfuck this? Oh, well, let's just have him swimming through the water with his guts hanging out, and they'll save his ass. I'm like, yeah, but other sharks will eat him. <laughs> that's stupid. If they were near, unless Jaws ate them already. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. But still, yeah, no, he, that's what I liked about uh, Mario Van Peebles' character, Jake. He was actually in incredibly smart. You know, you know, again, Michael had a lot to thank for Jake. Yeah. Oh, Jake and... I do feel bad for him. I can't remember his name all of a sudden. Oh, uh, uh, Lance, Lance Guest. Guest. Yes, from um, uh, The Last Starfighter. And I feel like this put a dead stop on his career. I know, it's a damn shame. I mean, ugh. Seriously. Uh, again, like, reading and watching, listen, looking at the script, he must have thought, like, what the hell? Somebody had to. Yeah. Well, I think he was like one of those Universal Studios, you know, players, and he had just come off of doing a movie for them. So they're like, well, let's give it to this guy. And he's like, if I don't take this, I'm, you know, Universal's going to be pissed at me and not give me anything else. Uh, and then they didn't give him anything else because <laughs> it bombed so bad. Don't blame the actor. They had nothing to do with it unless they give a shit performance. Exactly. I know. Like, if anything, you have to blame it on production and behind-the-scenes stuff. Yeah. The, the studios uh, themselves. Yeah, at this point, um, we have Joseph Sargent. Well, t three and four don't hire director-directors. Um, part three was Joe Alves, who had been the production designer on the first two movies, and they gave it to him uh, because he could handle the 3D. And then they give it to Joseph Sargent, who at that point, 90% of his work was TV movies, and it kind of has that flat feel of TV movies. It really isn't that dynamic, considering how beautiful of a location they're at. It is really a letdown. Yeah, overall. Shit. But oh my god, I mean, it, it's, it's good that we can't, they can't, it's like, it's, it's over, we're never going to see another Jaws movie again. Yeah, oh, you know, I think that was part of a deal, is that um, Spielberg was like, okay, well, you know what, if you want me to continue at your studio, no more sequels. I'm kind of surprised he didn't enact that earlier. But I'm trying to think of where he was in the 80s. He was at Paramount in 81, 84. E.T. was in 82. You'd think at some point he could have put a stop to all of it. 
But I guess he just didn't want to exercise that. But I believe he has a deal now. It's like, hey, if you ever want me to shoot a movie with you again uh, at Universal Studios, you will never do another sequel. And, you know, there could have been a legacy sequel by now or a, a reboot, a remake, and they haven't. And I get the feeling the second Spielberg can no longer make movies <laughs> or he dies, you're going to see a new Jaws. You're just, you just are. Oh, absolutely. I mean, the closest thing we can get was Megalodon, but yeah, very different from Jaws. Well, and for the longest time, there were no shark movies. After Jaws or Revenge, I mean, by that point, the shark movies were... Even the Italian ripoffs had moved on by that point. And um, when they were promoting Deep Blue Sea, they were like, oh, this is the first like legit shark movie in ages. And now, look, every other fucking day, you find out a new shark movie. Sharktopus? Shark side of the moon? I mean, Sharknado? Yeah, oh, goddamn, the Sharknados. Uh, but, um, <laughs> sand sharks? But there have been legit ones. I think the Meg is actually very good. Uh, I like the first Deep Blue Sea. I like, um, The Shallows, which is a much more realistic shark movie. You seen that one with Blake Lively? No, I, I, I remember that one, yeah. That's a good one. Oh, gosh. Um, there's. 47 meters down I think was one of them that was really popular with Mandy Moore so we do get some with a decent budget instead of just being jokey sci-fi channel knockoffs right or unless you're, or unless you know it's an Aquaman movie there's gonna be sharks everywhere yeah 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 um, <laughs> or Suicide Squad movie King Shark is that his name ah, and yeah. <laughs> that is the shark I will gladly still have around yeah <laughs> But yeah, it's just so funny how that was like Universal's go-to. In fact, I can't think of any other franchise that Universal even had at the time. So they had to keep Suicide or uh, uh, Jaws going. God damn you, King Shark! <laughs> so, yeah, um, a... I don't know. I always find I find so fucking funny. Yes, that's your hand. <laughs> I know. Oh man, for yeah, no. Again, yeah. Later on, Universal didn't have anything set up except Jaws. Yeah, there's there's other templates to that too where oh. it's really worked. Have you seen? Um, well, there's Wait, alligator movies, back. huh? Psycho. I can't hear you. What? Psycho. Uh, Psycho. Oh, that's right. Psycho was their other franchise during the eighties. I totally forgot they did three of those. Um, but yeah, that that template has been used many times. I think there's a movie that's really fantastic called Crawl which uh, is about uh, crocodiles getting loose during a storm in New Orleans. Uh, it kind of has that same formula. Don't show the alligator for a really long time and keep it a mystery. Wow. Yeah. Um, I think we've gone on too long with this one already. It was supposed to be a mini-sode, and it's it's a fun franchise to discuss. Is it uh, you know great all around? No, but is it interesting? Yep. Yeah, and the first one's an absolute classic. Yeah, absolutely. No question about it. The second one's a lot of fun, even though people are like, eh. But I think if you take in the fact that the movie genre had changed already because of movies like Halloween and stuff like that, that it became, uh, it has more of a slasher vibe to it. More blood, for sure. Oh, yeah, part three and four, for sure. Yeah. They didn't, <laughs> oh, gosh, especially with that one scene, uh, I think that they found uh, one of the welders' uh, dead bodies, like, popping up, and they were all, like, you know, chewed off and eaten off and yeah, yeah. That one hey, hey I gotta ask you this window. real quick in part 4 how the fuck does he blow that shark up with a light uh, 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 flashlight I, I think it was like some kind of sonic thing I don't know like I said it's something out of a canon movie yeah I didn't get it I kept looking and I was like wait hold on rewind 
how does that work? <laughs> yeah, sonic frequencies and whatnot. All right, so everybody, we will be back in January, though by the time I get around to posting this, it'll probably be the end of December, because uh, we're backed up on episodes because I knew that I wanted to calm down for a while. We, we were, I was shooting, or recording four or five episodes, uh, I felt like a week, and I'm just burnt out. So the only way to keep the show going is for us to take a break anyway. So thank you everyone. Uh, Jacob, thank you so much. You're welcome. Namaste and good luck everybody. And be excellent to each other. Wait, I, that's your line. Shit, sorry. Rewind. Do it. Namaste and good luck. And be excellent to each other. And hand! <laughs> put, your, put that hand away, I swear! <laughs>